the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. How is it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Michael Balco Show. I'm your host, Michael Balco, obviously the one and only. Come on now. I have a very, very, yeah. very, very special episode in store for you guys today. Today's guest is Trayvon Gano, What's who good? has faced a ton of adversity throughout his life already, just in life in general, man. And, you know, he looks to pursue his goal of suiting up on Sunday. So we're going to have him on the show. Trayvon, how you doing today, my man? Uh, man, I'm doing great, man. It's just another day to be blessed, man. Another day to wake up to grind, to do what I do, to do what I love to do. Just opportunities. Opportunities is big. You feel me? So I've always been the person that capitalized on any opportunity he was ever given. So I always feel like the people who capitalize on the most opportunities in life is the people who are going to be successful and go the farthest. So it's like, hey, where I'm from, you don't get too many opportunities. So when you get one, you make sure you take advantage. Amen, brother. Amen. So you just mentioned where you're from. So now we got to rep the area code. Tell us where you're from. Tell us a little uh, bit about it. Oh, man, 985 from home of Louisiana. That's like 45 minutes to an hour away from New Orleans. It's uh, where Swamp People was made, uh, like down, like real bayou, South Louisiana, you know, country and uh, city type. So it's like that real gritty Louisiana, Tyre Matthews, Odell Beckham, Javaris Landry, uh, Landon Collins, just just another area like that in Louisiana where football is is is, is life and it's athletes is going to be amazing athletes everywhere because how we're brought up is like you know nothing but that and you know nothing but grind and working hard. You feel me? So if it's not keep going and if it's not you keep going and grinding, it's like. You don't know nothing but that. So that's why when you asked me the question before we got on here, when you was uh, asking me, do I, how does it feel? Like, I don't have a feeling now because I'm still living it. You feel me? It's like every day is I'm working out, I'm training, it's, I'm practicing. So it doesn't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I built up. I don't really look back on my resume on the things that I did because I don't feel like I did shit. Honestly, I don't feel like I did anything. Yeah, to, facts. I, I don't like. I don't feel like I did anything. But to some people, they would have been quit to where they would have quit if they was in my shoes. But it's like I know my potential, so I know where I'm gonna be. So by me knowing where I'm gonna be, I know this ain't nothing. Exactly. This exactly. Ain't nothing at all. Give me your give me your go to food from someone. I've never been to Louisiana. I'm a big Saints fan, but give gumbo. me your go to food. Gumbo, gumbo man. Uh, hey. Go to food. Gumbo, man. Gumbo hit different. It different. really does. Different. <laughs> All right, all right. And so I'm a good cook. I cook everything. Hey, whipping it up. Hey, right. shout out. And I'm a good cook. You hey, good. shout out to the person crawling in the back. <laughs> my mom's man. Oh, I'm lying, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm something. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> she just crawling back there for this right. guy. <laughs> right. 
right, all right, my man. So out of high school, you attended a JUCO in California where you were competing against 30 other dudes at your position. Bro. Right. That's, that's insane. Right. So how, in your words, would you best describe the grind of JUCO football in California? What the, but first, let, let me say something first, though, real quick. So in JUCO in California, it's completely different than any other state because they don't have meal plans. They don't have scholarships for their players. They don't have housing set up for their players. It is a grind to its literal Look, definition, man. This so, is the best thing I can compare it to. Prison. Go for it. Prison. Damn. <laughs> Why? Because when you get in prison, right, you're guaranteed what? Uh, a bed to sleep and three <laughs> meals. You're not in Juco. Shit. Bro, you ain't <laughs> even guaranteed a bed, bro. You're not guaranteed Or bed. three meals. Or three meals. So how is it not like prison? You, you, right. you eat for free in jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like by me, I'm from an environment to where every male in my family had a felony. Every male in my family been in jail. I'm the oldest of eight. I was the first to change my my generation, and, and all of my brothers got college scholarships. You feel me? My dad was, was supposed to play in the league, but he messed up at a young age. So by me saying my dads and uncles go to jail, it's like I've heard every story in jail. And when I went to JUCO, that's how I felt. It felt like the stories that they told me, but worse. So it's like I'm looking, I'm like, well, don't this supposed to be college? This supposed to be an environment where you can thrive. So that environment is no environment that a child 17 to 18 can thrive. What child can thrive when you have to think about where your next meal is coming from? What child can thrive when you have to think about paying $600 rent in a dorm room? You feel me? What child can thrive when you can do when you have to do all of that and still worrying about playing football and the coaches really didn't tell you anything about it like that. You know what I'm saying? So they just wanted, they just saw your talent, they liked you, and they told you what you what they had to tell you to get you down there. That's it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They like your talent. They're going to tell you what they want to tell you to get you down there. So it's like it let me take the game as a business early on. So early on, it was it, it let me switch that mentality of, wow, it's not really college. They treat it like the NFL. In JUCO, they treat it exactly like the NFL. Like, is either you good or you cut? You feel me? And we line, and we bring, we bring it all, y'all. So y'all go be survival of the fittest, but we not, but it's different from the league because in the league, at least they go keep it straightforward with you. Look, it's a business. We're bringing you here to do a job. Cool. I understand that. But down in there, in that type of environment, they're not going to say we're bringing in you to do a job. They're going to say, oh, we're a family. This, this, and this. They're going to put that, use that family word as manipulation so they can get you to buy in to something that they didn't tell you from the jump. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's basically just a mental pull and a mental game when all of that would have been out the window if y'all had just been honest with each other. So honesty yeah. is really the best thing. So it's like when you're starting off a relationship with distrust and unhonesty, nothing will ever good come from that. So I really preach on being straightforward with recruits and being straightforward with people because you never know what situation someone comes from. You don't want to put them in a worse situation than they're already coming from. Facts. That, that's going to be a theme of, of the story that we talk about with you, man. It's like, I mean, shit, bro. Like every single time, you know, and Flimlo said it best on his video about you, man. Like every time you would step like five steps forward, bro, it'd be like 50 steps back. Which exactly. is all, the, all the adversity you face, exactly. man. We're going to touch on all of it, though, too. But, exactly. you know, you faced your first piece of adversity just with the fact that there's 30 players at your damn position. And then, you know, before your, your season even began, you know, you received a call from back home, man, and your godbrother and godfather passed away in a home invasion, man. But, That's yeah, tough. 
Yeah. And it's how, like, how are you able to overcome all that, man? It's like in Louisiana, so many people, you know, you lose people every day. You feel me? And just I've lost people within this time. And I've just I never put it out and I don't speak on it every day. So it's like from a young age, I, where we come from, that's why players from these type of areas succeed so well, because they become numb to pain. And to numb that pain, they just work hard. You feel me? Because they can't. It's really they're not feeling no more pain. So they just work through it. So it's just like what all you can do, you can cry, but it's not going to bring them back. Working hard going to change your situation. So not you not wanting to be the next victim and you not wanting to go back to that situation. That's what pushes you. You not wanting to be the next person that's they getting that call about you. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that that person that just died, they probably died somewhere where you would have been if you was down there. Facts. Yeah. That's a hundred percent facts right there. So you came back home, you know, you got, you got your release from, from the school you were at and you were working out a ton and you committed to play for Cisco college with your buddy you were training with, but not even a week after you were offered there, the coach who offered you was fired, making your path to the roster even more difficult. Let me tell you that situation. That situation was crazy because uh, when I left Cali, they told me that I would never play football again. That's what the coaches told me. It was like, uh, like I left, they was like, you'll never be good enough to play. Uh, but they was only saying that. So I wouldn't leave. So I was trying to buy it. So I would buy into the program and red shirt with them and they can save me and give and make me better for the year next year. But in reality, you could have just said, look, I want to red shirt you and train you and make you better to become a better football player for next year. But I'm a 17, 18 year old kid. You're trying to hurt my confidence by lying to me. You feel me? When you could have just told me straight forward what you wanted to do. So everything is starting off with manipulation and lying goes from that. So that automatically, once I had put in for my transfer and went to Cisco College, I had uploaded a highlight from Shasta. And when they said that I would never play football again, everybody saw what I was doing in Cali and other coaches said otherwise. So I started getting all kind of offers and I went back home, back to the drawing board. And my uh, homeboy, he was leaving LA Tech, Louisiana Tech at the time, going Juco. His name's Solomon Hunter. So... When he left LA Tech, he was like, look, man, I'm going to Cisco, in the same conference. I'm like, man, you might as well come with me. Boom. She came down. He's from Texas. So I got with somebody with Texas coaches and stuff. So, you know, in Texas football, they work a lot in the weight room. So I started getting in the weight room, started getting bigger, started getting stronger. So I went from, like, I started getting bigger, faster, stronger. Like, every school I went to is my game just was elevating every time. So I made sure I was never the same player when I stepped on that campus. So when I went – Came to Texas. I mean, I sent the guy my film. He offered me. Boom. He said, report by this day. As soon as I stepped on campus, I went to the coach's office to sign my scholarship and, like, move in. My mom had basically, like, we used the last we had, and she brought me to Dallas, dropped me off. As soon as I went in this coach's office, I see him packing the stuff in boxes. He's like, yeah, I just got to let go, man. I said, what? So said, yeah, you got to go talk to the new head guy. Uh, that's where you're going to be. I said, I went to the new head guy's office. He said, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know you. I haven't seen you play, and I haven't watched your film, so you don't have a scholarship with me. And I'm bringing in my own guys from D1, so you can compete, but I'm going to tell you right now, the odds are slim to none for you, so you can stay or you can leave. He told me just like that, straight up. I respected him for being straight forward, so I was like, bet. I'm going to stay and I'm going to compete. We going to see. Within two weeks, I was the starting corner. Yeah. I mean, shit, bro. <laughs> and it's it's even crazier because, you know, you're you're a Louisiana guy and you're going you're going to that school in Texas. And Texas has the JUCO rule where you can only have 10 total exactly. D1, D1 was, dropbacks. They had, 60, or in, they had 60 other players 
mm-hmm. they had like so they they only have six spots, really six to nine spots, I think it was at the time in Texas. And six of them was out like five to six was already filled because he was bringing his own guys. So mm-hmm. there were only three spots left, and sixty to ninety guys were trying to compete for those three transfer spots. And I was already a transfer from Cali, and I was the out of state players. So I fell. I was I, I would fail both of them spots. Like I would have to fill both of them spots. So I really had to play my ass. I had to be a starter in order no, in order for me to play. Like more than a starter, I had to outplay O lineman. You feel me? Because even if you was the best corner, what if we short an O lineman and we have to take a transfer from mm-hmm. Ohio State or something? Then somebody got to take the shot into the stick. So I had to make sure I was the best player on the team in order for them to keep me. So exactly. We, so I always had to make sure, like, I always got the short end of the stick. So I was never prepared to get anything easy. I knew I wouldn't get anything easy no matter where I went because my, my, the story of my life is the underdog. Who else, who will believe in me but me? Exactly. <laughs> I believe in you, fam. Uh, that just, that, <laughs> that's just how I would have to take everything. Yeah, bet, bet. So you were getting, you know, you just kind of mentioned you were getting tons of looks. UAB, Texas Tech, ULM, Mid-Tennessee State, Every uh, UTSA. Yeah, all these all these D1 schools too. But then that's what I'm saying. When I yeah. went to the JUCOs, I always became the starter because of what? They had a receiver with more offers on me. They had a receiver on my team who was a big time receiver. And I had to show him that he wasn't as big time as he thought he was. And I got an offer. And it just it went like that. I'm just I want to guard the best guy. I'm a yeah. guard. I, I want to guard who you whoever you best. I'm a, every time I just go find the best player. I want to I want to guard your best guy. Why? Because I'm I'm an underdog. I'm gonna prove myself. I want you. I might not be your favorite player, but who are who is? Point out your favorite player to me so I can go to him. Bet. Uh, so I guess the question I was I was about to get to is how difficult of a because you were you had to sit out that season due to that whole Cali situation, oh, fam. Man. So how difficult of a blow was that after you just balled the fuck man. out during hey, camp and everything, became the starting, beat the odds. How difficult was that, bro? Man, man, man. I feel like that was one of the darkest times I've ever been through in that situation because me going through that so young and not having a lot of guidance. My mom uh, my mom was down here in Louisiana and my dad is married to my uh was married to my other brother's mom at the time, who the one who played for OSU. And she had ended up passing away. So that was a tough blow for our family. And then my dad had ended up going to prison. So it was just my other my it was just my biological mom who you just saw. Her and my brothers, so me, they don't know too much about football. You know what I'm saying? So they just like, you know how women are. They don't know too much about football. So I just can't call my mom, hey, come pick me up. You know what I'm saying? This didn't happen. So it's like everything that's have to be dealt with has to be dealt with alone. So it's like a lot of lonely nights that you have in battles with yourself. So it's like I went through a whole season and they went 0-10 that season. And over the receivers, they threw for over three, 400 yards down there every game. So, I mean, teams, so, and, and the next year, the coaching staff got fired again. Mm-hmm. So I would have had to prove myself to the whole next people who came in. And the next guy who came in told me the exact same thing that the last coach told me. He wasn't even watching my film from the previous thing that I did. He wouldn't even go watch it. He said, well, you got to do it again if you like that. So I was like, I mean, why put myself through all these trials and tribulations and I could just look, release this highlight tape and go where I'm appreciated. Yeah, facts. So you uploaded a, a highlight tape and it blew up and you got the attention of Coach Brown from Indy, which is obviously he's very well known for Last Chance You and all of that. Um, but he did you dirty, man. Yeah, he did you dirty. yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you go ahead and just kind of summarize your time 
like kind of well, with Indy and then leaving to go <laughs> to go to the to the rivals, bro, and then balling the hell out. Tell us about that that journey, that last inning of your Juco journey. This this was a crazy moment because when I went from Cisco to Indy, it's still I was still lost. You feel me? I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't have no guidance. So I'm going off decisions as a 19, 18 year old child. This is a child <laughs> making all of these decisions on his own. You feel me? My grandmother, my grandmother and my mother work working women their whole entire lives. You feel me? They work their whole entire lives. They don't really know nothing about this. And I was the first generation of this. So I'm making every decision. So it's like I'm making wrong decisions and I'm faulting myself because I'm like, well, I should have just I could I should have saw through it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's like, how can a kid see through it when his coach then literally drove all the way down here to Louisiana and lied to my grandma's face? You know what I'm saying? And said that you was gonna take care of her grandson, and you didn't do right by him. You know what I'm saying? You didn't do right by by people. So it's like I had Iowa Weston, Dodge City, and Independence as my top three, and I chose Indy when I was about to choose Dodge at first to go to before them. But I didn't go to Dodge. I went to Indy. But once I called Dodge and let them know what happened at Independence, they immediately took me back because why? That coach at Dodge had coached with Coach Brown. In Cali, and he knew how and he knew how he was. So he knew that everything he was saying about me was a lie. So that's how Dodge City took me so fast. That's why, like with the NFL, I had character concerns, which stopped me from getting drafted late because of coaches like that who tried to blackball me, but they only blackballed me to save their career. They didn't, you know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. only reason they blackballed me to save their career. Because how did how did your rivals take me so easily if I was such a bad person? Because they coached with you. He knew how you was. He knew that the things that you said about these kids wasn't true. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a type of coach that would told me that I'm just another kid. You know, I'm just another kid from the hood. He can go get any one of me. He can go get anybody like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the type of, that's the type of things that he would say to his players. You feel me? And it's just, I'm not, the, and then it's just, when you would say stuff like that, it's just a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? And Coach Brown wasn't the type of person who stood on respect or morals. And I'm big on principles and, you know, principles of love. And I'm, I'm never a disrespectful person. I always spread peace and positivity. So for you to, so for you to do that and get me out of, and, and get me out of my character, I just felt like that wasn't a place for me. And which is why they had the biggest transfer rate out of any school in the nation, which is people don't look up that any, eat that either, but I'm a big statistics guy. So I'm always go out facts. So when I called Dodge city, I let Dodge city know the situation. Dude, he took me in a heartbeat, went there, Immediately, I played everything. I was the guy. I immediately was the starting corner, nickel, and safety because they already knew what they had. Dodge City had already recruited me. I, they was already in my top three. I just made the wrong choice. You know what I'm saying? Being young, mm-hmm. going off what hype? <laughs> going. That's what I know. All, all of the hype is not nothing. The last chance you stuff. I went like no, because why? When I went to Dodge City. It was the it was just as big as Andy. So I knew it wasn't them. It was just what I had in me. I bought that to the table. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing he did. I bought that. So when I went to Dodge, I found myself. And I figured that, okay, there's not nothing they doing. It's me. It's all stuff that's built up inside to where I'm I'm bringing this out of me. So once I played Indy and I really and I really went, that was the best game of my season. Like my season, I got the MVP of the game. We end up losing in a shootout at the last on a game winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a lineman 
the ball, I came down and hit the running back with one of my homeboys. The ball popped out. I tried to grab it from O-Lyman. O-Lyman caught it and scored. So that's how the game ended. So after that game, he knew that he couldn't, like, he didn't even look me in the eye after that. He didn't shake my hand, he didn't nothing. The only person that who can't shake my hand is my old DB coach and my D coordinator, two guys that I still respect today. I respect everybody at Independence and every coach there and every player there, you know, but Coach Brown. That's just how it is. Yeah, I feel like 99.99% of the America agrees with you in saying that, too. I don't <laughs> think anybody likes Coach Brown, man. So you're good, bro. You're good. <laughs> so you ended up at William Penn University after your JUCO career. You played very yeah, well. I, I ended up at uh, Angelo State after that. Oh, bet, bet. So, yeah, you ended up there, and you balled out throughout the rest of your college career. You got some NFL interest. So how did it feel, my man, getting to that point after all of this adversity, bro? You finally were starting to get some NFL interest and all of that. How'd that feel? Well, man, it was a long it was a long journey because even after JUCO, it's like a whole other chapter started because I moved to Texas again and went to Angelo State and ended up having a daughter and the whole life changed again. So once I had my daughter in my junior year, you feel me? It's like I had to adjust to life again, readjust to everything because I was a father and a football player, a student athlete, everything. So I had to learn so much. I have to, I had to learn balance. You feel me? I had to learn how to balance everything again. So that's why once I went to William Penn for my senior year, I had matured even more after that. And it was another chapter. Then after William Penn, I got bigger, stronger, faster, I never played, like, once I left William Penn and started training, I came down here and started training at Primetime Fitness with David Butler. Uh, basically, he, he used to play for the running back for LSU. He got LSU record in the 40 right now, still to this day. He got LSU record in the 40. He has a training facility down here in Louisiana, training with him for months, getting ready for my pro day, getting ready for pro tryouts. And we always knowing that all I had to do is get bigger, stronger, faster. My whole Jugo career... I was playing undersized because I wasn't eating and I wasn't proper mal- I wasn't proper nourishment. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I played at 150 down there my whole career, and now I'm just getting up to 180. So now I'm bigger. I'm got the I'm getting my I got my size for the league. I'm getting my my speed already there. So it's like everything is falling into place. So now I can't wait to see how it's gonna be when I really get into pads and playing at this size, at this speed, at this level, because I'm in a new body. This is not the body I was in when I was in junior college. This is not the body I was in when I was in at William Penn or at Angelo State. It's been way more work put into this. Like, I was just working on football when I was in co- – I was working on mostly football when I was in college. I was at smaller schools. I didn't have a good – I didn't have as good of a strength coach as someone at Alabama. You know what I'm saying? At LSU. So when I came down here and started working with the strength coach and player and the people who used to go to LSU and have facilities down here now, now I'm starting to now I look like one of those players who would go there. So that's all it is to it. Getting your look, getting all of your mental right. So now that I got my body right, I got my mind right, it's just the anything else, I'm not worrying about it. Exactly. Because I, I got it. Exactly, exactly. How in your words would you define success? Success, I feel like in my words, I would say success is a very broad broad statement but this is what i think in my definition success is success is confidence and being for sure with who you are not who nobody wants you to be or not who nobody think you are but knowing yourself and who you are 
and what you want to be. You feel me? So it's your purpose. Success is knowing your purpose and why you was put on this earth. Until you find that, that's true. That's your true success. Knowing what you were put here for, knowing what you were put here to do. Knowing that if you don't know, if you don't know why you're here, then I don't care how much money you have, how are you successful? You don't know why exactly. you're here. Exactly. Why are you here? I'm not gonna ask how much money you had. Why were you here? What is your purpose in life? So that's his success to me. Exactly. Who are you can give me a couple names too? Who's the best athletes you've ever played with and against? Uh I've played, I mean, I mean, in Louis in high school, in my conference down here, I graduated in 2015, but in 2014, they had Leonard for that was playing down here for car. They had Dante Jackson, the cornerback for Carolina. He was playing uh in 2014 they had i mean my my brother devon tavian martin man uh in junior college uh rakeem uh rakeem boy for arkansas state mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he was pretty nice in person yeah he's a dog <laughs> uh calvin jackson washington state mm-hmm. he pretty nice well, that last chance you alone yeah he's he pretty good <laughs> he pretty good too calvin uh, he played with my brother at Washington State, Tay, Tay Nice, great athlete. You feel me? Both of them guys, both Calvin 4-3 guy, 4-2 guy. It just, I've only played against 4-3, 4-2, 4-3. In, in that junior college in Kansas, uh, Deldrick Abrams, he just start. he one of the corners for for uh, the Falcons right now. He's from Louisiana, too. He went to Indy. He, did, he Yeah, he went to Indy. That's another corner I played on side. He played with the Falcons right now. We played on side each other also. He played with the Falcons. So it's like, damn, they're all NFL guys. I could, who else I could name? Right. Richard Logo. He was the quarterback for Cisco College. Uh, he went to India. He went to the university. He went to the Indiana the University and got some time in the league. He was a 6'6 guy. Uh, he was another great quarterback I played with. Uh, Gary, Gary Johnson for Dodge City. He went to Texas. Linebacker. The number one line, Juco linebacker in the nation. He went to the University of Texas. Then he went to the league. Uh, then Marquise Blair, he was the number two mm-hmm. linebacker in the nation. He was at Dodge City. He went to Utah State. Then he went to the league. Uh, all bruh, sorts of them. All sorts bruh, of them. Like <laughs> I could sit here all day and name these the guys I've been around and playing with my whole life. I just I was supposed to play in these in this big stage, the same stage hey, as them. Your time, your time coming, my boy. That's what I'm saying. It's all part of the process. It's all part of the plan. So exactly that was with, my testimonies. Exactly. So. You've touched on it a few times, but just to set the record straight <laughs> real quick, <laughs> what is your current goal in terms of your football career? Well, my current goal is basically I want to get – right now I got like 24 days before I go to the Hubcap in Cali and perform in front of, you know, multiple NFL scouts. So I'm trying to get another 15, another 10 to 15 pounds, go up there at 190. I want to go up there at like 190 or as, as – I want to go up all muscle, uh, you feel me? So right now, I don't really, it's really no body fat. I'm just all muscle. So I'm really speed training, sprint training. So I'm just getting overall, the overall DB, like an overall no holes in my safety, corner, nickel. That's any, no holes in my game. I want to be the, like a Tyron Matthews, a Swiss, a Swiss Army knife. Those, that Louisiana down south, gritty corner, scrappy corner. That's, I'm that type of guy. So. It's like I'm going to always play with confidence. I'm going to always have that chip on my shoulder. So it's that chip on my shoulder. And it's like I just want to get better every day. That's like literally. 
it's like I'm taking it a day at a time, getting better every day. It's like I'm not looking too much past it because I know as long as I get better every day, everything else go go take care of itself. That one last question for you, my boy. What kind of advice can you give to the young athletes out there trying to chase their NFL dreams just like you? Man, the best advice I would give you is consistency. Consistency and a strong men- mental. I don't care how good of an athlete you is. If your mental isn't strong, you will never be able to make it through college football because it's college football is, is only a percentage. It's only a small percent is how good of an athlete you are. And I'm a standing testimony of that. I was a great athlete and I had a, a rough time in college because I caught on late on the, the game of college because nobody in my family went to college. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's like, and people was holding me at fault at that because I didn't come from a background of people who went to college. I wanted to be the first. So when I started to learn and get better, so now I give them the advice I would give them is learn a college, learn a routine, be consistent, learn what works best for you. You feel me? What works best for you might not work best for everybody, but learn what works best for you and find your routine and keep that routine for a long time. And you go be and keep doing that, and you go find yourself. We will wake up one day. You just go be in the elite. Or you go accomplish whatever you set out to accomplish. Exactly, ladies and gentlemen, Trayvon Gano. Thank you so much for hopping on the show today. Where can we all follow you at? Uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at the real Trey Gano. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Trayvon Gano. You can follow me on Facebook at Trey Gano. So. All those, man. That's what I'm going to be. I really appreciate you for having me on the show, bro. I love what you do, man. I appreciate you a lot. I appreciate you, my man. We're going to be tuned into your journey, man. I'm super pumped for you. And I got my YouTube channel dropping soon. I got a new video that's about to drop. It's Trayvon Gano, Journey to the NFL. I'm giving all these uh, young players insights on how to get better. I'm going to be throwing some exposure, seven on sevens. And my high school got the number one of the number one receivers in the country right now. I'm there helping out coach the DBs at my old high school right now. So we got a lot of, uh, I'm getting a lot of great guys. I'm throwing a lot of seven on seven with pro players, people trying to get to the XFL, NFL. A lot of people getting together and throwing big events that we're going to film and upload to my channel where scouts and colleges are going to be able to evaluate people. So I'm going to be doing a lot of that with my channel coming up too. So be on the lookout for that. That's what's up. Y'all got to go subscribe and follow my boy. Thank you so much for not on the show today, man. We're all super pumped for your journey, man. And we'll be tuned in for sure. Most definitely, man. I appreciate y'all. Yes, sir.